0: Well, friends, it feels like it has been a <laughs> very, very long time since I've been with you, and I know the last time I was with you was a a day of weeping, and my hope is that today will be a day of rejoicing. I know that many of you may be watching for the first time, whether whether you're relatively new to the church, maybe you're joining from Unity Gaming, maybe you're a little bit confused of what's going on in the context, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit more of my story to bring some clarity of to really what's even going on to today. But before I get on my message, I just wanted to first start and say thank you to this church that has shown me kindness, that has shown me grace. Thank you for all of you who have prayed, sent your love and support, I wanna say thank you to those who have continued to serve God and serve the church. I wanna say thank you to those, especially the staff, the volunteers, and especially the lead team who I can imagine felt like they were dealing with what felt like an impossible situation, having to, if we'll just be bluntly honest, clean up a mess that I created. And you truly will never understand some of the sacrifice and the weight that they have carried. Having to make what felt like impossible decisions, having to deal with the hurt that they were feeling, but then also having to struggle through having to navigate helping other people with their hurt. And to the pastors, the leaders, the staff, and every single one of you, I wanna say thank you. Most importantly, I wanna say thank you to my amazing wife. who is the greatest gift that God has ever given me besides himself, who in the worst moments of my life has stayed by my side, has shown me grace and love, even when I I didn't deserve it. And I wanna thank every one of you for being a real church that shows love, kindness, forgiveness, the same love that God extends to all of us. It has meant the absolute world to me. And I just wanted to say thank you. And before we dive into today's message, I'd love to pray for us. God, we thank you so much Lord for the fact that Lord, you are a healer. You are a healer of our, of our brokenness, You are a healer of our souls. And I pray that today, Jesus, you would use my life, both the good and the bad, to bring honor to yourself and to show people that there is no mistake too great that Jesus can't forgive. I pray that today would be a day of celebration, celebrating your goodness, what you and only you can do. And I pray that today people will be uplifted and I pray that you would be made known. In Jesus' name, amen. There are many moments in many of our lives that we can probably just off a whim immediately remember. These are defining moments in all of our lives, moments of celebration, maybe moments of joy, moments that you will never forget that have shaped you and really transformed who you are today maybe for some of you that was a special day like your wedding maybe for you it was the birth of your first child or the day you finally landed the dream job so many special days can happen in our real lives but come on we we gamers around here and we've also got some defining moments that happen in our gaming life shout out to unity gaming maybe some of y'all remember the first time you ever achieved keystone master in world of warcraft you've been coming to the monday night mythic plus mondays you've been asking questions and you achieved finally your keystone master in world of warcraft maybe for my final fantasy 14 players maybe you after grinding and grinding grinding finally leveled up all of the jobs to right now the cap is level 90 by the way new expansion just got announced pretty high for that, but maybe maybe you're not an MMO player. Maybe you're more of an FPS kind of guy or gal. And it's that crazy moment. You got the loot boxes going and you finally unboxed your insanely epic, super rare knife skin and CSGO, which you might be able to sell for a pretty good profit, by the way. Maybe you're a Rocket League player and you can remember the moment where you finally hit your highest rank or given some love to our single player gamers. Maybe you remember the moment where you finally 100% completed your favorite games such as maybe Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. So many of these defining moments that we will carry with us for the rest of our lives. We'll just, no matter how hard we try, we will never forget them. But some of the memories that we will never forget are maybe not ones because they're joyful, but rather maybe because they're painful. Maybe you can remember the day that maybe you got a phone call, that the test results you were hoping from the doctor were really anything but you were hoping for. Maybe it's the day that you found out that your job was letting you go and you didn't know how you were gonna continue to provide for your family. Defining moments, whether good or bad, are ones that will stick with us really forever. And if we'll let them, they can shape the future of our lives. But maybe for some of us, you can remember not just a moment of pain that happened to you, but maybe it was a moment of pain that you did. I can imagine that every single one of us, if I were to ask you, can you remember the biggest mistake of your life? I can almost guarantee that every single one of you on a drop of a dime would think back to an exact moment. Maybe some of you with such clear memory, you could remember the day of the week, you could remember the outfit that you were wearing. It's these moments that we we wouldn't be able to forget even if we tried. And I can imagine in those moments that many of us probably wish we had something that we used to play when maybe we were younger, if you're like me in your 30s, when we had the original NES. Come on, somebody put some hype in the chat for the original NES old school consoles. That was what I first started gaming on Super not Super Smash, but uh, the original Mario on Nintendo that my actually dad got for our family and we. Started playing but if you remember the OG old systems like Nintendo Super Nintendo Sega Genesis but especially the original Nintendo Entertainment System you right remember that back in those days like you couldn't save your progress there was no load point you couldn't save like you just had to roll with the punches and there were a lot of times back then where like if you got to a certain point in the level, and you realize, like, ah, oh, man, like, I went the wrong way, or I forgot to do this thing. Like, you couldn't just go back and undo it. Like, once you got past that point, there was no turning back. You couldn't load to your last progress, or some of y'all, how many of y'all remember, you're just playing the game, and then all of a sudden, everything just freezes. And it seems like the console's broken, and you wonder is this broken? Will it ever be able to be fixed? Will I ever be able to undo maybe the wrong turn that I took? Or is this whole thing broken without repair? But maybe some of you guys remember that there was a way around this, and there was a very, very special button called the reset button. And like people would literally strategically use this button. Like if you got past a certain level that you really weren't supposed to, we would reset and go back and undo the mistake. We had to start over, but at least we got to go back and undo the thing we did. If your whole screen was frozen, you're wondering, "Is is this completely broken? Can it ever be fixed? It was just as simple as reset. And I can imagine that for many of us in our lives, with some of these defining moments and memories, I don't know about you, but sometimes I wish that there was just a reset button, a button that we could press to undo the wrong turn. Or when your entire life seems like it's frozen in place and you're wondering, can this ever be fixed? Sometimes we just wish that we could reset. I can remember back to a time in my life where I'll be honest, I wish that button was real. You see, because for me back in 2021, I made the biggest mistake of my life. My wife and I had a mutual real life friend that we had known for years before I ever started streaming, before God Squad Church ever started. And I made the mistake of allowing me and this individual's friendship to grow too close. And one night when we were texting, the conversation began to turn inappropriate and I participated in inappropriate conversation in which a man should never participate in with anyone except for who is his wife and I cut that conversation short knowing that I had sinned against God and been unfaithful to my wife and at the first chance I got I got on my knees confessed to my wife and begged for her forgiveness. And it began a journey that we've been on for almost two years now. The next day I went immediately to the lead pastors and the board of our church and knew I needed to confess what I'd done to make it right. I'll be honest, in that moment, it was like my entire life turned upside down. And I'll be honest, I don't even have the right to say it felt like my life fell apart because my life didn't fall apart. I had broken it. And I can tell you so strongly in that moment, man, I really wish I could have just hit a reset button. Man, I really, really wish that I could have just hit a button to undo. I really wish we could just hit a button and, and, and go back in time and undo some things. But just like I've learned and many of you have probably already figured out, there isn't one. There is no way that we can just undo some of the things that we've done. And for many of us, there will come a time in life where we will make the biggest mistake of our lives. Whether it's big or small, that will be up to you. You know, in church, we talk a lot about how to avoid sin. We talk a lot about God's guidance for righteousness, to do the right thing at the right time for the right reason, to get the right outcome. We talk a lot about how do we avoid doing wrong? But we don't talk very much about, well, what do you do after you've done wrong? The reality is that every single one of us will fail. Every single one of us will fall short. Everyone will make a mistake. But what do we do after? Is it all over for me? Is there any coming back for this because God really forgives sin. Can I really come back? I've sinned, what do I do now? And my hope for today is to use my life, both the good and the bad, to be able to encourage every single one of you that no matter who you are, what you've done, there is no past too broken that Jesus can't repair. You might not be able to wish away your mistakes, but Jesus can wash away your mistakes. That no matter how great the sin, greater is the love of Jesus for you and for me. And so today I want to bring a message that I've entitled, How to Come Back from Your Greatest Failure. And really bring five things that I've seen throughout my journey in the Bible of what you and I can do to be able to come back from our greatest mistakes. The first thing that I think is so important for you and I to do after we have fallen short, made a mistake after we have sinned, is we need to realize. We have to get real honest with ourselves and really ask the question, how did I get here? We have to understand that men and women don't just wake up one day and make the biggest mistake of your life. There, there, There is a root. There is something that has led to this point And it is imperative for you and I to go on a journey to discover what that is. I want you to read Psalm 139, 23 to 24 with me. This is David writing. He says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and my anxious thoughts and see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Friends, I I want to tell you, God knows you better than yourself. God knows you better than you do. And when we make mistakes, when we fall short, it is so imperative that we would go back to the root and ask ourselves, but how did this happen? How did we get here? What is it that's maybe so deep into my heart or in my life that I'm not even aware of that would lead me to make such a decision? that would lead me, that would lead someone to falling short in the area in which they did. And it's so important because if you never figure out why you've done it, you are so much more likely to do it again. And for me, I had to go on a journey of really humbling myself and saying, God, God, search me and and see if there's anything deep in me that I do not even know of yet why if we could put that verse back on the screen not so that god can make you aware of your own sin so he can condemn you no 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 no. so that he can reveal it to you and remove it from you why to lead you in the way everlasting and after i committed the sin that i did my wife and i went on a 14-month journey of marriage counseling seeking god reading his word and i really began to learn that even though I wasn't aware, I was way more unhealthy than I thought I was. I was working way too many hours a week, in good sense, trying to do good things for other people, but helping so many people that I was falling apart on the inside. Working so much, being so busy that I had allowed the times where I spend with Jesus to really become so minimal that it was barely any at all, spending so much time working for Jesus that was barely spending any time with Jesus. And little by little, burning out, little by little, becoming an unhealthy individual. And even though I had the greatest wife that God could have ever given me, who deserves so much better, I'd reached a place of just simply as an individual person being so unhealthy and unhealthy people make unhealthy decisions. There's no excuse, but you have to identify what would lead me to this point. And can I tell you that the only person who truly knows you better than yourself is Jesus. We have to realize what was the root, but we also have to realize the true depths of our sin. Now friends, this one might be a challenging to hear, Friends, I really believe about myself and about many others as followers of Jesus, please hear my heart. We don't feel bad enough about our sin. I want be very clear. I'm not talking about feeling condemnation. I'm not talking about feeling guilt. I'm talking about something the Bible calls godly sorrow. Walk through it with me. 2 Corinthians 7.10. Paul, the author writes, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Look at the second half of that. It says worldly sorrow, this remorse, this worldly level of guilt and shame, where because I failed, therefore I am a failure. That is not from God. But look at the contrast that Paul says is from God, a godly sorrow a godly, healthy level of remorse, that what I've done is wrong. And I need to realize why I did it and realize the true depths of my mistake. Because if we do not realize these two things, we could be doomed to repeat it. And I want to tell you, the reason that the consequence that Jesus had to die on the cross was so severe is because our sin We live in a world where people want to tell you just do whatever you want. It's no big deal. Your decisions, my decisions, they affect you, your loved ones, and everyone around you. And friends, sin is no game to be played with. It will poison your soul. It will hurt the ones you love. And it grieves the heart of God. And I know that we might not talk about this much, but we need to reach a place in our hearts where we do have a healthy level of godly sorrow. where God, truly, I have developed a hatred for wrongdoing. We, We pray all the time, God, give me a love for what you love, but I also, God, want you to give me a hatred towards what you hate. And God doesn't hate people but he does hate our sinful decisions that harm us, harm one another, and harm him. And I want to encourage every single one of us, a journey that I've been going on is, God, help me, help me to love what you love, but also, God, help me, help me to hate that which is harmful to me. Help me to truly have a distaste in my mouth for the things that hurt God. This is a part of our growth. And when we fail, we can't just look past it. We have to embrace it. We have to realize it and ask God to really change our hearts. The second thing I think we need to do in order to come back from the greatest failure of our life is we need to repent. Now, maybe you've never been a church and maybe this word is maybe a little bit new to you, but a lot of people understand the word repent to simply be to apologize. But really the word repent is more than just an apology the word repent actually literally means to turn it literally means that i was going in this direction but now i'm turning and now i'm going to go in this direction and it's not even just a turning with our actions it's a turning with our it's a turning with our our mind and it is super imperative of course that you and i would put action steps in our lives to make sure that mistakes that we've made do not get repeated It is, of course, imperative that you and I would do our best to do better moving forward. But really, when talking about this point of repent, I I, I really, really, really want us to focus actually a little bit more on the confession side. I know in church, when it comes to repentance, we we want to really overemphasize the turn and really kind of almost minimize the, I got to talk about it, but both are so important. And the reality is that, yes, we can confess to God. And the Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive us. And no matter who you are, what you've done, your sins can be forgiven. But for the purpose of today's time, honestly, I wanna really actually emphasize the importance of repentance in terms of confessing to one another. I want you to read this verse with me. James 5, 16 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Leave this up on the screen for me. Look at this, friends. I want to be clear. When it comes to attaining forgiveness of your sins, that's a conversation you have with God. Only God has the ability to forgive sins. We don't confess to one another so that God will forgive us. You might have to confess to each other if you've wronged an individual so that they might forgive you. But I want you to look at this verse. We confess to God for forgiveness, but we confess to each other for healing. Look at it again. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. You don't just need to be forgiven. You need to be healed. You need to be made whole. And what I've learned throughout this journey is that one of the biggest lies that the devil wants you to believe is that you'll be just fine on your own, is that you'll be just fine. I can get through this on my own. I can, I can, I can power through this. I'm a man. I can push through. Can I tell you that you and I were not meant to do life alone. And so many times in communities, whether church communities or non-communities, man, we just want to only talk about the good stuff. We just only want to really let our relationships get to a surface level. Where all we do is talk about the weather and the latest patch notes and how my AC broke this morning, which I really did. So it's like a million degrees in this room. Like we only want to talk about surface level conversation. But can can I promise you, if we are willing to have honest, vulnerable conversations, it will lead to healing. That's why one of the core values here at God Squad Church is experience community. Getting involved in a weekly experience group where you're doing life around other believers, playing your same favorite game, but having open, honest, real conversation where you can learn to trust a small group of people, where you can really do life with them the good, the bad, and the ugly, to pick each other up when each other falls. Because can I tell you, there is healing when you confess to one another. Before I began my journey and I came to the church and confessed publicly, there were a few people in my life that I wanted to make sure heard it from me before they heard it on the internet. Can I tell you, there was... Immense moments right before I would have every one of these conversations where I wished I could have just hit the reset button. But I went to these individuals, some family, some friends, to let them know about what had happened with me before they found out on the internet. Okay, I tell you, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done aside from telling my wife. But with the right people who know you, who love you, when I confessed my sin, every one of those people said, you know, what you did was wrong. But sure, my brother, and I will walk with you through this journey. I remember having to tell my parents, having them to look them in the eye and to hear them say, you're my son. To tell people I loved most, to tell people that looked up to me, to tell them I had failed them, convinced, convinced in my mind, every one of these people will abandon me, to only hear them say, we love you, we're with you. Although confessing to them was so incredibly difficult, can I tell you one thing? It was healing for my soul. Some of you are missing out on the healing that you need from mistakes that you've made because you refuse to bring other people into your journey. Can I tell you, it will be hard, but there will be healing. The biggest thing the devil wants you to do is keep it to yourself. Now, again, you want to be wise with who you're sharing things with, but once you find that group, and if you don't have one, join an experience group, get plugged in to a great community of people who would love to walk alongside you, And to do life with you, I got to tell you, it's okay to play single player games. It's not okay to live a single player life. You and I were created to be together. Confess your sins to one another. And for those that maybe you've been keeping something secret for so long, can I challenge you as a friend? I know the temptation of, well, what if I just don't say anything? What if I just keep it to myself? Ah, nobody will find out anyway. Can I tell you that the Bible says that everything done in secret will eventually be brought into the light? And can I speak from experience? If something about you is going to be found out, let it come from you, not from somebody else. I promise you, you will have wished that you had been the one to confess. After we mistake, make mistakes, it is so imperative for us to repent. But it is also so important for you to receive. And friends, I, I wish to tell you that this journey has been easy and is easy, but it's not. But there is beauty and healing on the other side. Because after we make a mistake, we need to receive a few things and we're going to talk about them. Friends, I... I would like to speak from experience and hopefully encourage and challenge you from a moment, that when you make the biggest mistake of your life, big or small, you need to be willing to receive your consequences. I know that we wish we could just brush it away, but the reality is, friends, that our actions have consequences. There are consequences for our decisions. And I wanna read a verse to you as to why you want to do this. Hebrews twelve six, Because the Lord disciplines those who he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son and of course, as his daughter. Because the Lord disciplines the one who he loves. I wanna tell you, that having to deal with the consequences of your actions is incredibly challenging. But when you know that there is a good God in heaven who is sharpening me, shaping me, changing me, helping me to flee from sin, that I am going through discipline, that I am going through consequences, but why? Because on the other side, God is doing something beautiful in me. Too many times when we fail, we try to run away from the discipline, run away from the consequences. Friends, I've come to tell you that if you truly know God, that his his mercy, his kindness is for you. If you know that he's on your side, his motives are for you, then you won't want to wish away his discipline. You will welcome his discipline. I want to challenge you. One of the most beautiful things that I've done through this journey is say, God, God, Do with me what you please. Change me, correct me, sharpen me, make me better. God, change my heart and my life. No matter what it takes. Whether it's easy or incredibly difficult, his discipline is good for you. Receive it. Don't reject it, receive it. Don't run from it, run into it. God, have your way with me. I don't want to be the same. Change me. But that change is gonna come through challenge. It's gonna come through some real hardship. And it's gonna take humility. It's gonna take you being willing to do what I would challenge every single one of you to do take responsibility for your actions. I wanna encourage you, friends, every single one of us, but I especially wanna speak to us as men just for a minute. I see too many people that make mistakes, but very few people take responsibility for their actions. My wife taught me a very important principle years ago in our marriage, that apologies never have a but. You could go on for 30 minutes apologizing for something that you've done, But the moment you say, I'm sorry, but you have disqualified everything you have just said before it. And I'll be honest, what I see in our world today is many people casting blame and very few taking responsibility. Men, I want you to hear me. Boys make excuses. Men take responsibility for the good and the bad. And I want to challenge us today that when we fail, we have to take responsibility. We can't make excuses. We can't look to extend blame. Simply own up to what you've done and receive the grace that God has for you. But take responsibility for our actions. No excuses, no reasons. Just take responsibility. Move forward. And do better next time. No one expects you to always get it right. But we will expect you to own it when you get it wrong. Take responsibility. Receive your consequences. But also receive the goodness and the mercy of God. Receive his kindness. Receive his forgiveness. It is for you, not against you. The Bible says that he takes my sin and he remembers it no more. The Bible says that if we will confess our sin, that he is faithful and just to forgive. Receive his goodness for you. Embrace his love and his mercy for you, especially when you fail. Friends, I wanna encourage you, do your best to live well. But even when you don't, Fail well. One thing we don't talk about enough is what does it look like to fail with integrity? What does it look like to fail with honor? We talk about living with integrity. But what does it look like to fail with integrity? You and I are going to fail. And we might not honor God in our failing but let's honor God in our rising by taking responsibility, by asking forgiveness, by putting action steps in our lives to ensure that certain sins won't be revisited, to accept a accountability from those around you who can help keep an eye on you, put systems in your place to protect you from yourself and your own desires and your own foolishness, Receive all that God has for you, his discipline and his love. The fourth thing I think we need to do in order to come back from our greatest failure is we need to remember. Remember that it's not all about you. Another thing the devil wanna do in the worst moments of your life is have you be so me-focused. How do I get out of this? How do I make this right? How do I repent? How do I? There's a lot that you're going to have to do. And there is going to need to be a big focus on you, but you cannot focus just on you. There's a story in the Bible about a guy by the name of Peter. If you guys are maybe new to church, Peter was one of the friends of Jesus that literally walked around the earth with him. One of his 12 disciples, his, his kind of small group of friends, people that he probably would have spent nights on Discord hanging out with. And Jesus is literally foretelling a future event. We believe that God knows all things. And so he's literally talking about an event that has not even taken place yet. And Jesus is talking to his disciples about how he is going to be captured, that they are going to come take Jesus and begin the process of taking him to the cross. But in the midst of all that, he is telling the disciples, and especially Peter, one of his disciples, he's saying, Peter, after they take me, People are gonna recognize you in public and they're gonna try to get you in trouble because you know me. And out of fear of getting in trouble, you're going to deny ever knowing me. And Peter's like, nah, I would never. I I I I would never do that. First thing you need to remember is never say never. Never believe that you are incapable of failure. Peter did, and I'll give you the spoiler. He ends up doing exactly what Jesus said he would do, not once, not twice, actually three times. We need to reach a point we remember we are human, which means I am capable of failing. And the moment we think we won't is probably the moment that we will. And Jesus tells Peter, you will fail me three times. And in this conversation, Jesus says these words, Luke twenty-two thirty-two. 32. He says, but I have prayed for you, Simon, being another name for Peter, it was very common for men to have two names back in those days. He says, but I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Let me break this down for you. First, Jesus is saying, I pray that you wouldn't fail and you wouldn't do what I'm saying you would do. I pray that you would live well, but I know that you are going to do this. So after you've done it, when you have turned back, when you have repented from denying me and turned back to follow me, when you have done that, strengthen your brothers. Use your story to impact other people. You know, here at God Squad Church, our pastors do such a great job of helping gamers discover their purpose. So many people are wondering, what is my my purpose in life? And can I tell you, friends, that sometimes your greatest purpose will come from your greatest pain. That some of the worst moments in your life can lead to some of the best blessings for somebody else. And I wanna tell you, friends, The devil wants you to keep your story to yourself because he doesn't want your pain to lead to someone else's healing. And some of us, by not being willing to remember that we can use our stories to help others, we are robbing other people from the healing they could receive from our pain. And I wanna encourage you, God wants to bring purpose out of your pain He wants to bring purpose out of your story to do something beautiful in your life and in others. But we have to be willing to remember, it's not just all about me. I'm not gonna isolate and I'm not just gonna stay alone. I'm not meant to be alone. I'm gonna get myself plugged into the community. I'm getting myself around a good community of believers. I'm signing up for an interest-based experience group today because I need to experience community, discover my purpose so I can make a difference. I will not keep my story to myself. I'm gonna share it, of course, with the right people, but I'm gonna use it to bring God glory. You also need to remember, friends, truth. Truth. Because let me tell you something, you won't be able to forget. You won't be able to forget the things you've done. As I mentioned earlier, the moment I ask, what's the biggest mistake of your life? I guarantee every single one of you on the drop of a dime can think to an exact moment in your life. And you're going to remember that no matter what. But you know what you also need to remember? You need to remember the truth of God's word. The devil is gonna try to remind you of what you've done every single day. He's gonna try to tell you that you are a failure every single day. Let me give you some advice from almost two years of experience. There's not a single day of my life that the devil does not try to convince me that I am a failure. But in those moments, I have to remember truth. I have to remember not what I've done, I have to remember what Jesus did for me to forgive me, to set me free. When the devil tries to remind me of what I've done, I'd remind the devil of what Jesus is going to do to him. When the devil tries to remind me of my past, I remind him of his future. I have to memorize God's word. David said, hide it deep into your heart. Because when those lies start coming, I've got to already be quipped. I don't even have time to find a book. I got to have it in my mind. I got to have it in my heart so it'll set me free. And I want to challenge you, friends. You're going to have to remember. You are gonna have to remember what it says, that you are the righteousness of God. You're going to have to remember that you are loved and cherished, that the old is gone, that the new has come. And remember that Jesus has better days ahead for you. Remember what his word says about you. And last, friends, when coming back from the greatest failure of our lives, we can't just realize, repent, receive, and not even just remember. We need to rejoice. Can I tell you, friends, this is one of the hardest ones to do because it's one thing to accept that maybe others have forgiven you. It's another thing even to accept maybe that God has forgiven you. One of the hardest things that you will have to do is accept that you can forgive yourself. I'm talking about reaching a point where you can wake up with a smile, knowing my past is still there, but my joy is also here. Knowing that I've got a joy and a gladness deep in my heart that the Holy Spirit has given me, that I'm able to worship God and thank him. And I'm able to look myself in the mirror and say, God, thank you that I'm new to go from the days of looking in the mirror with hatred to the days of looking in the mirror with praise. I can remember after everything had happened with me and everything in my life changed, I was no longer pastor of this church, which just to be clear was the right decision. And I stepped away from streaming because Well, a lot of reasons really, but one of them being, I just needed to get my life together. So I started doing DoorDash, just to try to do whatever I could to pay the bills. And I remember 5.30 in the morning, delivering people's coffee, crying my eyes out so hard that I couldn't see the road, literally needed to pull over for my own safety and the safety of others. And if I'll be real honest, I can remember sitting in the car, with my hands pound against the wheel, screaming at myself with such hatred. Why would you do this? Screaming, I am a failure. And can I tell you that it is only the supernatural power of God that can take a man's hands like this saying I am a failure to take them to being like this saying I am free. I am new. I am forgiven. It doesn't change the past, but it changes my future. To reach the point where you can truly rejoice, saying, although I may fail, God is good. There is no sin too great that God can't forgive. To look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am forgiven. I am loved. I am his. And it is a journey that I wish would come overnight. Like I tell you, the Bible says, although there may be tears in the evening, there is joy in the morning. And if you will allow the Holy Spirit to take you through a journey, to realize the depths of your sin, to realize how you got there so you do not repeat, if you will really make a true decision to repent and turn and confess to some trusted people around you, if you will truly receive the discipline of God that will shape you and change you and receive his mercy, if you will remember to share your story at the right times with the right people so that God can bring healing to others through your pain, then you will be able to rejoice saying, I am free. And I'll be really honest. Almost two years ago, I. I really didn't think it was possible for me to be at peace with myself. It doesn't mean that I'm lied what happened happened. It means that the goodness of God is much more stronger than I think. That he was able to take me in the lowest point of my life and to do what I wasn't even sure if he could, to heal, to restore, me, my wife, my marriage. And although we're still on a journey, we're still healing. Can I tell you, I wanna tell you from personal experience, God is so much greater than you think He is. He can do so much more. Only God can bring you from a point of hating yourself, wondering, is there really a way that I can come back from this? To be able to show you, not only can you come back, but you can come back stronger than ever. And as I close, I wanna share one last story with you. It was probably in some of the biggest moments in the pit of my own despair that I had created for myself, that my dad had called me and said, Matt, I I had a dream that I really believe was from God. And he said, Matt, I, I saw you sitting on a hill by yourself, crying with your head down, head between your legs, trying to hide yourself, crying, feeling so guilty, so much shame. And then you said in my dream, it's it's almost as if the heavens had opened. And I heard a voice that was like God speaking from the sky and he said, you are forgiven. Now get up, there is much for you to do. And I wanna to come to you today in the name of Jesus to declare over you what I believe the God declared over me. Some of you are living in your shame, living in your guilt, living in regret of your past mistakes. We need to acknowledge it was wrong, but it's time to move forward. And I wanna speak to some of you, get up. God has much for you to do. You are forgiven, you are free. When you confess that Jesus is Lord, your sins have been forgiven. You are new. You are not who you once were. You have a brighter future. When we follow Jesus, our best days are not behind. They are ahead. There's no past too broken that he can't restore. There's no marriage too far gone that he can't heal. Friends, it's time to get up for God has much for you to do. It's not over for you. In the same way that I praise God, it's not over for me. And it is only through the grace and the kindness of God that I am who I am and I can't take the credit. It's been all God, but I wanna speak to you. You are forgiven. If you have given your life to follow Jesus, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you can be forgiven. If you will make a choice to say, Jesus, I believe that you came to this earth, that you died on the cross, and three days later rose from the grave, showcasing that you are God, then today I also want to repent and follow Jesus. It's free for you and for me, eternity in heaven and the forgiveness of God. And when you do that, this statement is true for you. Get up, for God has much for you to do. Let me pray for you. God, thank you. Thank you for the forgiveness of God that is real and tangible. I thank you that God, we're not talking about a history book today. We're talking about a real living Savior who transforms and restores and heals and makes new. And God, I might not know the situations of every person, what they're going through, but the truth is God, I know that you are able to forgive. And I pray that people today would know that if they will put their trust in Jesus, they can begin a new life, they can have eternity in heaven and they can receive the forgiveness of God, the peace. They can go from weeping to rejoicing, knowing that God is on their side and for them. And I pray that today we would do these five things that we would realize what is deep in our hearts that I need to move forward from. Why did I do what I did? I pray that God, we would also repent, to put steps in our place, in our life, to make sure that we're turning to follow Jesus and finding trusted loved ones that we can confess and do our life with, God, I pray that we would receive your discipline. Maybe not push it away. but maybe saw maybe say, God I want I want all you have for me, Both the blessings and the discipline. To change me, transform me. God, I pray that we would remember to use our stories so that our pain can bring others healing. And lastly, God, I pray for many. I pray that today would be the day that they are able to rejoice not only about the goodness of God, but to rejoice about their current standing that I am new, forgiven, set free. I thank you that God you are a healer, that you are a way maker and I thank you that there is no past too broken that you can't heal. I pray you bless this church and I pray that you would remind them better days are ahead. In Jesus name, I
1: pray. Amen. It's amazing what God can do in our lives. This part of Susie's story is now a witness of God's goodness. It's a witness to watch how God's grace and mercy can persevere in your life. How every failure can become a lesson for us to learn to become more like Him. Not that we would go on and choose to fail, but when it happens to know that He has a redemptive plan and purpose for our lives. And that goes for you may have never, ever even asked Jesus to come into your life. That redemptive purpose that is available to every Christian is also available to every person, because that's the gospel truth, that's the story of the Bible, is God creating a place so you can become in right standing with him sending his son to the earth to die so that you could have a fullness of life. If you're in this place today and you have never said, Jesus, come into my life. I surrender my life to you. I can't do this on my own, God. Would you forgive me of my sin? I'm going to follow you for the, the rest of my life. If you've never done that, that's what this journey is. It's a learning to realize that we do fail, that we will make mistakes, that we alone are not enough. That we need Jesus. We need him. I love seeing what God can do in the lives of those that often even when we don't feel like we're worthy. God has said you're valuable. And he said, I don't love you because of anything you've done or anything you'll ever do in the future. I love you simply because you are mine. You have that opportunity tonight to make a choice, to start following after him, to start really contemplating what it might look like to live this life following Jesus. My prayer tonight is that in a year you would have the testimony that I remember when I was broken, I remember when I was down, I remember when I couldn't find the answer and I found Jesus. We're going to be in the Discord after service and if you want to take a step in that life of following after Jesus you are more than welcome you are more than welcome to come in hop in a call there'll be people in there that can easily help you the Lord wants so much for you and I believe that with my whole heart I believe that with my whole heart thank you Susie for um, pouring out your heart, for being willing to be transparent and walking the journey of redemption and allowing us to share in that journey as a church, to be able to share in that journey of watching all that the Lord can do in the life of someone who is willing to submit, who's willing to surrender, who's willing to seek counsel, who's willing to pursue God. Appreciate you, bro and I love you. It was a beautiful sermon, and I'm so excited that I got to be here and be a part of it. Um, if you want to get involved at God Squad Church, if you're interested in any way, shape, or form of serving here, or just wanted to know maybe more about Next P group, whatever it is, you can hit the exclamation point connect uh, in the chat, and you'll be able to fill out a form. You can fill out that form with as much information as you feel comfortable with and we would love 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 to connect with you you know maybe you're just interested in salvation like fill it out we would love to talk to you um we talk about generosity here often and i told you in the beginning of the service that we believe in extreme generosity and you know we're gonna get to the giveaway in a minute but that is a part of the christian walk now if you aren't if you don't call god's Squad church your home and you know this isn't you know you're visiting you can ignore everything I'm about to say. You can listen in, but this isn't for you. This is for those that say, God's wide church is my home, or they believe in the mission of God's Wide Church of reaching gamers and meeting them where they are. We believe that a part of our faith, a part of our worship unto God is giving. And it's giving three things and stewarding those three things well, taking care of those three things well. And one is our talent right? The things and the gifts that God has given us. Another is our time. And that's giving, you know, the thing that's priceless back to God, for God, and using it to grow His kingdom. And then number three is giving of our treasure. We truly believe that God does not need your money, but the participation inside of giving and being sacrificial with your giving, being generous, it is and has such physical, real, live action that happens in your own life and in your own heart when you do that. When you give, it is a way to cage an untamed heart. Because where our money goes is where our attention goes. And I believe that with my whole heart. And so giving is a requirement by God. And we here believe in generous giving. So that's giving to what the Lord is impressing on your heart. And if you call yourself a Christian, you call you call God's White Church your home, and that's something you should be regularly doing as an offering unto God. It's important and it matters. Because the truth is, is the only reason this is all possible. This stream and this social media and this church is, is simply because of your generosity. We truly couldn't do it without partners like you. Because it matters. It, it makes a difference. So I challenge you to trust God. I challenge you to, to, to take God up on his um, his offer. You know, the Lord says, test me in it. And he'll bless you. That is the Bible. And so, if you want to give today, there's multiple safe and secure ways to give here at God Squad Church. Um, whether that's one time or a reoccurring gift, you can hit exclamation point give in the chat. You can click uh, the link in the chat panel below this stream. You can give through our website at GodSquadChurch.com under the Give tab. Or if you reside in the US, you can text any amount to 84321. Those are the ways you can give here at God Squad Church. I'm going to pray over this because we find it we find it as a privilege to be able to steward the finances of this church well. And so we're going to pray that the Lord continues to bless us that he continues to to move and use his finances to further his kingdom. Lord, we come before you and we are so thankful that you are a good God. We're thankful that you have given us an outlet to reach gamers around the world, God, with the message of hope, with the message of love, with the message of mercy and grace and justice, with the message of holiness and goodness. And Father, I pray that every single person in this place that watches this VOD, Father, that, that is touched by God Squad Church, would be blessed through their giving. Lord, it is better to give than receive. So Father, I pray you would move in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen.